0: Georgia's DBHDD is warning all Georgians that half of all opioid deaths happen at home when people take an Oxy or a perk with a glass of alcohol for stress or to sleep. Learn more about protecting families from opioid overdoses at opioidresponse.info.
1: From Georgia Public Broadcasting, this is On Second Thought. I'm Virginia Prescott. That is George's own outcast with So Fresh, So Clean from the acclaimed album Stankonia. They will be 20 years old next year. Georgia has been a major player in the music industry. Atlanta, especially, is a mecca for rap, hip-hop, and R&B. Notable artists come here to record, and the city has been home to a number of famous names, from Ray Charles to Arrested Development to T.I. to Ludacris and heavy metal band Mastodon. Now state legislators are working to make Georgia an even bigger hub for music and entertainment. Recently, Georgia Representative Erica Thomas announced plans to co-chair a newly created Entertainment Caucus. She's a Democrat from Austell and joins us in the studio. Hello, Erica. Thanks so much for having me. And also with us, Matt Still, a Grammy award-winning music producer, engineer, and mixer. And the efforts of this caucus could definitely impact his career. Welcome to you, Matt. Thank you very much. So, Representative Thomas, it is called the Georgia Entertainment Caucus, not the Music Caucus. Why is that? What other forms are covered? Well, I think that, you know, we
0: want to make sure that it's big, it's bigger um, than just one entity. Uh, this year, we're focusing on music. And I believe next year that after we have accomplished some things in, in the initiative and helped move the needle forward, then we might move on to a different part of the entertainment industry. And so that's one of the reasons why we, we did that, because we want to help out every single fashion of the entertainment industry.
1: Now, we've already seen efforts to incentivize the growth of the music industry here. Last year, the Georgia Music Investment Act took effect. Representative Thomas, what did that do? Well, you know, I would say I don't want to say anything bad about it. I want
0: to say that it was an amazing uh, feat to get something to get anything passed in the Georgia legislature. Uh, trying to get 200 people on one accord is definitely mm-hmm. a feat. Um, but I would say that it definitely moved the needle forward and it put something on the books and efforts to be able to help people in the music industry. Now, do we have a lot to change from it? Yes. And I think that hopefully that will happen this year, um, lowering the thresholds. So that it can be effective is what we're looking at right now.
1: So maybe the question is, what did it not do that you want to do? <laughs>
0: well, you know, and, and my friend here, Matt, he can definitely expand on it as well. But you know, because he was definitely uh, a champion in trying to get it to where it is and, and trying to get it to where it can be. Um, but you know, the thresholds are, are really, really high. You know, when it comes to looking at even different states and they have lower thresholds, and you can see the actual impact when we were in the budget hearing last week and. They they asked, you know, simply, what is the act doing and is it having an impact? And they really simply couldn't say much um, because people aren't using it because the thresholds need to be thousands of dollars less uh, than what it is right now. I think a lot of a lot of those thresholds were based on big artists like Bon Jovi or uh, Taylor Swift, you know. And we want to impact all artists, not just the ones that are bringing millions and millions of dollars to the states, but hundreds of thousands of dollars is, is, is great as well.
1: Matt, did you want to expand on that and this idea of the thresholds and maybe help explain that for us?
2: Uh, I, I totally agree that the thresholds need to come down. Um, currently, they are way too high uh, for recording, for orchestral recording, for film and television with the, the, the recent incentive, the threshold is $250,000 spend. hmm um, you, we, we, not only we in need to, order to qualify for the tax break. Um, we need to remain competitive with other markets that are out there doing similar tax incentives. We can look at Tennessee and in Nashville, the threshold is only $50,000. And if you record outside of Nashville in Tennessee, the threshold is $25,000. So it is vastly lower than what we have here in Georgia. And our tax incentive percentage is only 15%, whereas in Tennessee it is 25%. So not only do we need to lower the thresholds, we need to consider increasing the percentage as well. And I would love to see the tax incentives become transferable rather than, rather than simply a um, a rebate, which is how they're currently set up. And and I think we should match the way that the uh, film and television incentive is, because that's a transferable tax credit. Well, let's look at that. I see no reason why we shouldn't match. The, the, the way because we, we've seen how well it works in that industry and it can do the same for music.
1: Absolutely. I mean, this has brought so much to it's been monumental in the yes. growth of the film industry here. The the film and television tax incentive in Georgia. Did that success inspire the move with the music industry or was that the plan to do uh, film and television first and then music? Was that ever a plan?
0: You know, I, I don't know exactly who the forefathers were that came up with the plan. So I can't say that, you know, the, the music industry was in mind. Um, I want to say that, you know, the people that came forward and said, you know what, this is the tax incentive that I want. They can they the plan, they had the structure and that was that. And so that was the huge reason why we wanted to make sure that the Entertainment Caucus was formed so that we can say, you know what, we have the structure. This is what we want to see. And this is how we move forward. So, you know, it's really just about showing people the proof in the pudding and putting a fiscal note on it and showing them that, look, we have an impact just as big as film, you know, and and in some fashions, maybe even better. So we have to make sure that we have the structure in place because you can say, complain all day and say, we need this or we need that. But until you show people numbers and you show them that this is what we want to get out of it, that's when the needle is actually moved forward.
1: Matt, can you explain the transference idea that you were just talking about to me?
2: Uh, well, in terms of like a, a transferable tax credit, like when a, when a company comes in and, and shoots a film here, and they spend millions of dollars, um, they don't have a tax burden that can utilize the entire uh, tax rebate, so they will sell those incentives off to a big corporation that's, that's based here out of Atlanta, like a Delta UPS or, or some other company that has a tax burden large enough that they can actually utilize that tax rebate. So they will sell those off to that company and that, the, the, the other company will use it. Um, so when you don't have, when it's just a tax rebate, uh, tax refund, you don't, if you don't have a large enough tax burden, then you can't utilize the entire tax incentive. And a lot of these companies are small. They're created just for this one project. Um, So, yeah, the the, the fact that we need to make these a transferable tax credit, I think, is, is vital for its success.
1: Right. So the bigger operations will be able to benefit from this, but not the smaller ones.
2: Well, this would allow everyone to benefit from it.
1: That's the goal. Yes. That's the goal. Yes. And that's the state of purpose of the Georgia Entertainment Caucus, to create a dialogue that bridges the gap between politicians, entertainment professionals, and the community. That's your statement. Representative Thomas, how do you bring the interest of these three groups together?
0: You know, if people don't people really don't know this, but the entertainment the entertainment industry is so excited to be involved. I didn't even know it until my co-chair, Catherine Bruton, uh, put together together a team of so many different people from across the gamut in the entertainment industry, and they were so excited to be involved. You know, we can't get through a meeting that's an hour without making it three hours. Mm-hmm. And so it was, it's really exciting to know that. But one of the biggest things is that people in the entertainment industry want to know what's going on. It's like, how do I know what's on the table if I'm not at the table? And I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, one of the, I mean, we have a, a, a gamut of different initiatives that we want to get done. Of of course, helping out with the, uh, the the act, but also making sure that people know what's going on in government. How can they benefit? Is it grants out there? You know, is it other incentives out there? I mean, is there legislation and policy in place that they could be using to help, you know, their industry and even um, kids that are coming up in the music industry that want to be heard or want to get their studios built. And they didn't know that they can get a bond to get their studio built. Just really just making sure that we have an open, um voice for the entertainment caucus is one of the biggest things i mean aside from policy base is really just getting the word out there about what's going on in government
1: well i know that when People are working on their thing, especially project-based. You can get very siloed. And I'm wondering if that's true for you, Matt. You were born and raised in Georgia. You've been a musical pro- musical professional in the state for more than 30 years. We did hear a song from Outkast Stanconia earlier, and you were an engineer on that record. So for you, in the course of your career, have you seen these gaps between Georgia politics and how that operates in the entertainment industry?
2: um sometimes there there is a bit of a disconnect um you know i've seen the industry go up and down through the years um back in the 90s we had LaFace records here and there was there were so many artists coming out of of georgia because we had that record label here and they were looking to their own backyard for artists they you know they, they come out with tlc with tony braxton and then you also see the organized noise crew come out and all of the albums that they produced and, and artists like arrested development uh, it, it became a hotbed for music especially in R and B and rap and you know LaFace records left and there was a bit of a vacuum at that period we still had producers like dallas austin like jermaine dupree uh like brendan o'brien uh who were who were doing a lot of work out of here but the the, the label presence had kind of left and, and with the the new resurgence of atlanta being kind of the entertainment hub in the south we're, we're starting to see a, a regrowth of the music industry um as far as a political disconnect Sometimes I, I, I do see that uh, some politicians don't quite understand the industry. Um, there was recently, uh, within the last couple of years, a ordinance that was tried to be passed at the city level, where there was a recording studio sound ordinance, um, where they were trying to basically, in my mind, they were trying to shutter recording studios around the city. Um, there were a couple of studios that had some, there was some violence um, a- around their structures, and it was blamed upon... The actual recording studio itself you know the violence is uh we see that everywhere it's, it's not unique to uh one industry versus the other um and when i was reading through that ordinance i could tell that the people who constructed it really had no idea how the music industry worked how you built a recording studio um and they were making it basically um so that no one would be able to open a recording studio here in Atlanta and we or we organized the entire community we we went out in force and we objected at every step of the way and we got it defeated so you know we do have to educate the the local politicians and and, and I don't I don't want to demonize the people who put that bill forward they were they were trying to answer their constituents and they were doing what they thought was right but we had to go through and we had to educate them no look this is this is the way the industry works and this is this is where this bill doesn't make sense we we all want a safe community we want we don't want violence in our communities nobody wants that but you know you're you're handcuffing us and you're making it impossible for this economy to grow and we need to be doing things to help the help the music economy
1: That's Matt Stilley, He's a Grammy Award-winning music producer, engineer, and mixer here in Atlanta. Also with us, Georgia Representative Erica Thomas. She's co-chair of the new Georgia Entertainment Caucus. Well, Matt, you're speaking to something that I've heard from people, you know, in off-the-record conversations, certainly, Mm -hmm. that uh, Georgia and, let's say, the city of Atlanta – Does not embrace hip hop and particularly trap in the same way that it does the music, I'm sorry, the movie and entertainment industry. There's a little bit of a disconnect there, a little bit of a distance. Either of you seeing that?
0: You know, I would definitely say just the music industry, period, and the film industry, you know. Mm. I don't think that it's embraced a- as much. And, you know, the funny thing is when, when the whole film uh, industry came forward to get the tax incentive, you know, they didn't come with concrete numbers. They didn't say, you know what, this is how much we're going to make. This is, they just put on the table saying that we're going to be effective. We're going to bring jobs, you know. And so I think that we can do the same thing with the music industry. And I think that we, I'm deserved to garner the same respect. And to uh, Matt's point earlier about um, the studios, and I think that it's so important. That's why we are trying to create the entertainment district, kind of like Music Row in Nashville, mm-hmm. where you know you go down uh, down Peach Street or wherever we we um, are going to have it, and you're able to say, you know what, I can visit these studios, you know. And with the on the other side, people feel safe to be able to record there, you know. And so I think that that's a huge thing um, for us and there's so much in it and I also think that we should have a museum there as well because we have so many Grammy award-winning I mean I'm sitting beside a guy that can call Eldon John on the phone right now and say hey Erica how you doing <laughs> you know we have so many people in Georgia that we need to gravitate to and people can come from all over the country to say you know what I want to go I saw a Grammy I saw this I saw Matt Steele and say you know what? They can take away with something just how they take away with the Coca-Cola or they take away with the Georgia Aquarium. It's just as a big a takeaway
1: to say that I visited the music museum and I gained so much knowledge from Mm. it. And we're talking about more than just production. There is museums as you're talking Mm -hmm. about. There's music composition, performances, planning and rehearsals for tours. How do you bring all of that to Georgia? Matt, you've seen this stuff operate. I wonder if you have any thoughts on that.
2: Well, I, I, I love the idea of an entertainment district, and, you know, we, we not only have to have recording studios in the area, we have to try to attract record labels. We need to try to attack, attract performance rights organizations, publishing companies, mm-hmm. uh, management companies. Um, you know, unfortunately, we just, there's a performance rights organization, CSAC, which just recently, within the in the last couple of years, closed their Atlanta office and moved it up to Nashville. Yeah. Uh, we had a strong Atlanta presence. It was a great office. They were doing amazing things, but the economics of it, they they moved it up to Nashville. Now, Atlanta is still covered by CSAC, but we, there is no physical presence of CSAC here mm-hmm. in in Atlanta. And we, we need to change that. We need to get the performance rights organizations here. We need to get record labels here. We need to get publishing companies here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that type of entertainment district, I think, will be, be a huge, huge step in the right direction. Um, and, and, and not only working on, you know, the, the state level, but the city level, reach out to reach out to the local politicians. We should be able to hear music everywhere around the, the, the state and around the city. And, and not just at the big mega artists, the Elton John, the Taylor Swift, the Beyonce level, you know, but everything from the from the emerging artists and, and every level in between. You know, you know, I go to New York City and I see you know, musicians in the subway. I don't see that here in, in, in Atlanta. I mean, once in a while, they'll do a special thing where you'll see some musicians in a couple of stations, and I think the last time I or saw it was airport. 2017, or the airport. Yeah. You know, the, the the ordinances make it prohibitive for artists to go around and, and, and busk. It's called busking, you know, going out and, and playing in mm-hmm. public like that. And, you know, there are certain things that I think they should, they should loosen up on those so that wherever you go in the city, you can hear music, and it becomes a part of the fabric of our society. And I think that it, it is very important,
1: you know, Well, we have to wrap, but I'm just wondering, Representative Thomas, of course, you have to make this kind of case to your fellow legislators and say, you know, so we're missing a little of the tax base now, but this is the payoff. How do you make that case for balancing those long term goals with the tangible efforts to get there? Well, we just have to pray.
0: <laughs> no, well, you know, I think the biggest thing is that, you know, people are seeing it. They're seeing it every day. And I think the biggest part when you bring in the Entertainment Caucus, you know, they can speak to it um, better than any legislator can. And we also have people on the uh, Entertainment Caucus, like Representative Beth Moore, who is an entertainment lawyer. And we have so many more. And so I think the biggest thing is really just proving it, showing it, and just showing up. I think that's the biggest thing I I think that's what the film industry did. They showed up, they organized. And when you have people all around that are saying, you know what, we're gonna show up at those at that committee meeting and we're gonna say to the people, tell the people what is going on, and that's really what it's about. It's the power is in the people. It's not in the represent the representatives or the centers, it's in the people showing up and saying, This is what we want. And I think we have that now that we have the entertainment caucus.
1: All right, lighting the fire there, Georgia representative Erica Thomas. Thank you so much for speaking Thank with us. Thank you. She's co-chair of the new Georgia Entertainment Caucus. And Matt Still, thank you for being with us. Thank you very much. He's a Grammy award-winning music producer, engineer, and mixer, and totally behind this, as you can hear. We're going to leave you with another song from an album in Matt Still's credits. This is Elton John's Answer in the Sky on 2004's Peachtree Road. And that's our show for today on Second Thought is produced by Elena Rivera, Leighton Rowell, the Raven Taylor, and Amelia Brock. Alec Kaslau is our engineer, and Amy Kiley, our senior producer. Back with more tomorrow, I'm Virginia Prescott, and this is On Second Thought.